this heaven? No. It's Iowa. Attention, attention. We have sealed you inside the pot of dreams. Don't panic. Await further instructions. We will be sending in an agent shortly for your own safety. Stay away from the windows. The podcast guests will give you instructions. You are listening to Wreck on the Pod of Dreams. Thank you for listening to the Pod of Dreams. If you listen, we will pod. This is Ben and Eric. Uh, closing out spooky season 2022 mm-hmm. with Wreck. You will be listening to this well past Halloween. So uh, yeah, we'll hopefully. The timing right better at some point. <laughs> hopefully, you had a good Halloween. Uh, maybe you watch this before Halloween. I don't know. Hey, did anybody score any fentanyl? I was sorely disappointed. My daughter's got a lot of candy, but none of it was fentanyl. I was really expecting. I will say, uh, someone handed out a bag of cotton candy, like loose in like a bag, and my wife was like, nope. She just threw it in the garbage. She wouldn't let the kids eat it. Okay. Well, better safe than sorry. And, but I did, a person I don't know, someone in my neighborhood was handing out uh, like hot cider with whiskey in it, and I just drank it. I, maybe that had fentanyl in it. I'd be well, lucky. free drugs. I? That counts as free drugs. <laughs> yeah. It's got whiskey in it. We'll count that as free drugs. Congrats. I should have asked. Did you, did you put the fentanyl in this, or is it in the bag? Like, when am I getting that? Yeah, I mean, with all the news coverage, I thought it was just inevitable that your kids were just going to be, you know, walking I mean, around. Drug dealers don't usually like to just give away drugs. No, drugs it's, are expensive. Yeah. They're expensive. And it wouldn't be that hard to trace somebody that was I mean, giving away drugs. It's almost, as, like, ba- it's almost <laughs> as bad as a plan as, like, selling Halloween masks and just hoping it kills kids. Like, why are you giving them these? What's well, the, the point? Well, the plan is even dumber than that. I know you want to talk again about Halloween. No, I, do, I don't. Have, I the thing it. is, they had to watch the TV, too. It's not like it was just automatically set to, like, self-destruct. If they weren't watching the TV, their brains wouldn't melt. Anyway. But if you're a drug dealer, you're just giving the drugs to kill the kids. Like, what? what's your plan? What's your end game here? You're and everybody's just... going to figure out it was you. Yeah. Like, it's not that. There's not that many houses. And My... you're out all of these drugs. You just lost them. They're gone. You're not like hooking kids on fentanyl. Nobody, no kids are be like, oh, I remember that one Halloween. I had fucking skittles. No, you're pissing off a lot yeah. of parents, and you're going to jail probably. At best, you no, just lose. Nobody's drugs. doing that. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, we're not here. Those. We're not here to talk about drugs. Although maybe we should be. Um, we're here to talk about wreck, uh, Spanish language found footage horror movie. Uh, it was my selection for Spooky Season Part Four. And I suppose it, it, it could be drugs. We never really find out what the cause of the... We kind of know. Um, well, some sort of spiritual, you know, possession. Well, it's a mix of, well, the possession is the source of it, but then it somehow it gets mutated and becomes like a, 
passed on, a virus passed on through saliva. Right, right, yes. It's like ends up being a demonic virus that passes through saliva eventually because the guy... So they're part vampire, part zombie... It's zombies via demonic possession is how I viewed it. Like, everybody's functionally a zombie, but it's not a biological anyway. But they're whatever. not like slow-moving, prodding, like, you know, George Romero zombies. They're, you know, they're hyper i mean it's like rabies kind of it's kind of like the yeah whatever the what is it 28 days later, 28 days later similar yeah. but that one was clearly like viral or virulent this one was ended up being demo- we don't find the demonic possession until the end others it's basically zombies until you get to uh what was the most exciting twist but anyway Eric, have you, had you seen this movie before so i had not seen this i had seen quarantine which i've since learned is the american remake and apparently it is like shot for shot i don't remember liking quarantine i i really liked this uh um, why did you choose it if you didn't like the you just that's what a weird choice well like, because I like i've, I've heard people recommend this movie a lot it's come up on like podcasts where they talk about horror movies i've seen it on lists um, I've seen it. It was, I think I watched it on Tubi. Um, as did I, I didn't yeah. want to pay for it. I didn't either. And I, I was happy that I didn't because this movie's pretty stressful and it was nice to have some breaks when the ads popped in. Oh, you were uh, stressed out. Okay. I, I wasn't really stressed out a little bit at the end. Mostly this movie is it, once it gets going, it is action packed. There's no real breathers. It's action, I but think. it was, it was not tense. Like the camera's moving a lot. There's a lot of action. It's kinetic, but. I wasn't stressed by it. I, I, I was spoiler. I wasn't super invested in what was happening. And, um, part of it is a shaky camera is off putting. It's disconnecting. Uh, it didn't help me get into the narrative at all. It was a distraction constantly because we have to worry about where the camera is. We have to come up with plausible explanations for why the camera is where it is at all times. It's really annoying. There were a few of those where it's like, set it down and then they go walk I mean, especially the end shot where she gets well, pulled Well, one time under. the girl is tapping it, like, yeah. oh, they set it down. Okay. Oh, they have to sneak the camera into this window so that they can eavesdrop on this conversation that these two firefighters are having or whatever. Okay. Like, that kind of stuff is like, I, just have the story. Get into the story. I don't I don't need this pretense. Well, it, that we have to in a lot of ways, it's sort of like a play. It's sort of operatic because... I mean, they're staging these sequences where this stuff's happening. It's not all, obviously not all like one shot. I mean, there there's cuts and stuff like that. But I think the movie's supposed to be happening in basically real time. You know, from the moment, you know, we, there, there are a few cuts when she's filming the like promo at the whatever uh, I know, she firehouse. She rewinds it and looks at it once. So there's I don't know. There's one that sequence where she things. rewinds it and looks. But the, otherwise, it's pretty much... Like, you know, as it's going, there's a few times where it skips ahead. Obviously, they hit pause and then turned it back on. But I don't know. In that way, I find it very impressive to be able to tell this story where you have all these actors kind of staging these different set pieces and sequences. With And then you have to think of the camera as the thing that's everybody, you know, you're seeing all this through. So staging it in a way that it all fits within the lens of the camera. I think it's pretty brilliant. And I, oh. I think this is probably one of the best. I mean, Blair Witch is, is uh, yeah, Mount Rushmore of like found footage horror films, but this is probably the second best. I mean, at that awesome list, it was like number four. There were a couple others that were ahead of it, but well, so, I mean, I guess I don't know that I disagree with that. Cause I think this is a well-made found footage film, but that's from my subjective perspective, damning it with faint praise because the parts I liked about this movie weren't the found footage aspects at all. I like this movie in spite of the found footage. <clears throat> 
I would rather have had it be claustrophobic shot with a steady cam or using an actual camera so the action's clearer and cleaner um and and just show us what you want to show us yeah maybe that's a better movie but it's a it would i would have liked also i mean i I just love the idea like these people a reporter is called in and she's following this crew around it makes sense why we would be seeing it through the camera person although i think it would be kind of cool to have like the camera person as a character in the movie who he's not really in this movie he does he says a few things but and we see his body getting devoured right. at the very end. And she yells, uh, Paolo, like a million times because he's yep. the camera guy. Paolo, go, go, follow. Yeah. Capture this. Don't stop feeling. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh. And then I just couldn't. But I, I mean, think it, in like the way that like um, uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, right, which is almost exactly like this movie. It's just basically in an inside place. And then there's things coming in and out and they're trying to escape and trying to find ways out of it. It's basically what this movie is. Um I don't it made think, me think of Resident Evil. I don't know if you've ever played the oh, Resident I've Evil played games. It. This, Have I not? Yeah, I played Love Resident especially Evil. Especially by the end, it really was like, oh, this feels like a video game with its it's very action-y. Yeah, just for your first play. person, you're watching key. it. Yeah. Yes, and you have to get the key to get to the place, and then you find the, the boss at the end, basically, um, and you unravel the mystery, sort of. Um, that's what I kept thinking watching it, too. Um, but I, I think the, the kinetic pace of it also is not like most i mean there's not like a second or first second or third act of this movie it's just sort of like you know i hate to compare it to like fury fury road but you know mad max fury road once it starts it's just like they drive to a thing and then they come back from the drive and it just it's just action constantly it never stops yeah fury road's a bad comparison because it doesn't make this movie look good well if fury road was a found footage film i think it would if you like this mad max fury road is a found footage it'd be about a billion times worse um maybe it'd be it'd be really disappointing um i mean i like the claustrophobia i like that everything disintegrates even though sometimes characters are kind of acting stupid like you didn't think the part with the little girl was like pretty scary or, or no. even even the, the first, first scene where they go up in the room with the woman the older older woman and you know where you see her far away and she screams and runs at the camera the screaming annoyed me i'm like wait so you become a zombie and then you scream like a pterodactyl everybody just goes <laughs> that's what happens when you become uh, a zombie maybe i don't know do you know what happens when you become a zombie like well, zombies I don't, don't make any sense i mean this is zombies are a, a such a silly concept i can't take it seriously Making it demonic possession well, helped considerably, but yeah, like, but it doesn't. Ma- I mean, this is this is a perfect example of where a horror movie doesn't need to explain itself, like, or what little explanation they give is fine with me. I don't need more than that. Oh, know, I, I don't need. Ca- the- I don't want more of an explanation. The problem is if I think about zombies for more than ten seconds, they're a really easy problem to solve. Like, it, and then they don't make any sense whatsoever conceptually. Like, well, wait, explain cons- yourself. So zombies, right? They're 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 hungry. They need to eat human brains or whatever it is, but they don't eat other zombies. Are they warm blooded? If they're warm blooded, they would have to eat constantly, or their body would atrophy. Humans don't like eating other humans, but if they're starving, they'll eat other humans. But zombies, if they're starving, won't eat other zombies. And it's where zombies only eat enough of a person to turn them into another zombie. They don't feast until all the flesh is gone. They don't eat every ounce of meat off of them. They just stop. And then they're hungry again. Well, once the they thing that they're eating is dead and cold, they don't want it anymore. But then if they're warm-blooded, they need to eat constantly anyway, and they don't really get to be that picky. If they go two or three weeks without eating... I don't think zombies are warm-blooded anymore. I don't think but then they're... if they're cold-blooded, go somewhere north. They won't be able to do anything. Go to the great, go to the great state well, of Minnesota. Yeah. In winter, they won't do shit. Have you ever read World War Z? That's like the whole fucking plot of that book. Like, so like okay, then let's just go north and... 
when they freeze, we'll just kill all the zombies yeah, if they come this order. But you're, you're way after the fact. When are you going to get on a fucking plane? When I mean, living in a populated area when zombies occur, there's nothing you're, you you can do. You're trapped. That, and I think that's what this movie, like, they're quarantining because they know, which I, I actually like the part of the, like, the government coming in and, like, you learn that they, they knew this stuff was happening with the dog, and that's why they're shutting it all down. They all get locked in. Like, I, I found that part super entertaining, too, and, and interesting and scary. You know, having lived through a global pandemic here since you know this movie sure. came out, it, it that part of it is I thought was really well done. I don't oh, know. See, the little girl was one of the least scary and silly parts to me when she bites her mom, and then she just screeches and runs up. To, I laughed. I audibly laughed. I was like, "That's really silly." When she just looks and goes, and runs upstairs like, "Oh boy, okay, come on." Let's and then just, when they go all the way up to the whatever penthouse where the origin of all this and the penthouse was the scariest part by far. That was absolutely yeah. the creepiest. It made me think of silence of the lambs. Uh, another sure. comparison that isn't super favorable because that sequence at Buffalo bills is incredible. And this is, it's pretty good, but it's, it's the same thing. Good. You're seeing through the lens of the, the night, night vision, vision right. camera. And, and but, you just see this like atrophied woman monster thing. Um, just sitting there, like I guess, looking for food. I, I mean, I guess, yeah, trying to eat or just wandering around aimlessly. And it was really creepy. And then, of course, they try to sneak past it. They don't try to attack it. They're like, oh, we're just gonna try to sneak. And then they hit something. And they, I'm like, I don't, why not find a blunt object and try to hit it? Yeah, well, like that was part of it. Is I, I suppose you're led to believe they're they're super strong. These creatures too. Once which they is get another infected. reason why do zombies get super strong? Their adrenaline grant, like. Why do they get super strong? Why are they so That's hard to kill? That's not all. I mean, in Night of the Living Dead, they aren't. They're just mindless. And and, and they need blood. I mean, if they lose blood, it'd be a pro- your body couldn't move. It takes energy to move a body. Yeah, I mean, their hearts stop. That doesn't make sense, like... How they right, can right. Move. Another reason why zombies are yes nonsense because well, that's what they don't exist. It's it's fiction. I mean, it's but it's not scary to me because they're rooted in rules that don't make any sense. And then it's, this is again. Well, vampires don't, like don't exist either. Like, uh, do you not find them scary? But zombies are supernatural. They're not supposed to be biological. That's the big difference for me. And, you mean vampires? <clears throat> correct. Yeah, but vamp. I mean. <clears throat> When people, I mean, some movies will make vampires be biological, like Blade does that. I, I don't care. I mean, but, but vampires don't scare me much either. Um, they're just not very scary concepts. It doesn't matter. This is me subjectively not loving zombies as a concept. Whatever. This I is love zombies. Thing. I'm a huge so, zombie guy. You said that's your fetish, and that's fine. I'm happy for you. They don't interest me that much. There are very few zombie movies that I like, and the ones I like are when they don't take the conceit seriously, like Zombieland. Zombieland's fun. Because it just has fun with the concept, and we don't take it very seriously because it's not a serious thing. Shaun of the Dead is uh, great. I mean, sure. Oh, there we go. Yes. Shaun of the Dead is incredible. It's not a concept that takes... I think Edgar Wright's best movie, but... Maybe. I, Hot Fuzz I like a lot, too, but we can have that argument another time. I mean, I, I, I don't care. I love Shaun of the Dead, so it's... I mean, this is like we're splitting hairs, but, and now we're talking about something else, but... um, I don't I mean, it's, this is very much a movie, I thought... I, I would definitely enjoy it more if I were watching with a lot of people. In a movie theater, theater, theater would have been a better work experience. A bazillion Absolutely. times better because yes. people would be screaming. There'd be jump scares. I didn't really. None of the jump scares did. I, mean, I think I flinched when the firefighter fell from the top early on. That was kind of wicked. I yeah, I didn't, so. I didn't expect that, and it, it creamed down, and that was that was freaky. But I didn't, you know, I wasn't terrified very much until the end when I was like, oh, this is some weird demonic thing. That's way creepy. But then everybody has to do jump stuff like. Oh, I'm gonna open this attic and look around. 
I'm like, okay. This is where I felt like video game in a bad Yeah, like, I, okay. why did they even go up? I mean, I suppose they were running away. I, I thought that part was pretty stressful when they were trying to unlock the door and she was looking no, down was at good. the yeah, corner no, no, that, and they were all running down, up yeah, after her. I thought no, that was so really That made me well feel done. like a video game. It was. And when they're in there, it's fine. But then, oh, we have to go in this attic. Why? Why do you have to look around? Because we need the light bulb to break, I guess. What would you – see, when, you didn't at, one, at any point watching this movie think, like, what would I do? What would I? I what would you do if you were? I wouldn't put my back say, against the wall where the guy. Have you ever lived in an apartment building? Of course. Yes. What would you do if all of a sudden they knocked on everybody's door and they said, "Come outside," and you learned that there was like some zombie infecting virus in your building and you couldn't leave? Like that. To, that to me is pretty terrifying. Like, what would I do? Well, you know, I, uh, you know if there were people in the public space becoming zombies, I'd try to get back to my apartment. And think of what layers of protection do I have? What blunt objects do I have? I've seen zombie movies before. You gotta get so your I weapons. Know. Yeah. And I, I'm not gonna like, oh, somebody's turning into a zombie. Let me put my back against the. Or let let me wait in the corridor where you know where obviously this shit's all gonna go down. Like that was the, that was one part I where I was like, why are these people not just going back to their fucking apartments and locking their doors? Like. That's the first thing I would do, especially right. if I had a little kid. Like, no, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going back to my room. I'm locking the door. I'm barricading myself in there. And but you're but if zombies are real, I'm going to try door. to wait it out because zombies are either warm-blooded or cold-blooded, and they're going to need constant energy. And if they're picky about cold food, their body's going to atrophy more. And if they lose too much blood, they're not going to be able to move because – you know, anyway, this is the stuff I would do. But, but the thing where I would be thinking is like, once you find out that the government's there, is like, they're just going to kill us all. Like, even if we're not infected, they're just, we're all dead. Like, sure, there's I no chance thought, like, we're getting out of this. Is this movie going to end with somebody surviving and then blowing up blowing the building? Blowing up the I building, yeah. I was like, yeah. yeah. And I guess if that's going to happen, I'd rather get blown up in a building than gnawed at by a zombie and slowly turned. Maybe it'd be cool to also be a zombie for a little bit. Oh, walk around. Walk this around really like is a zombie. fetish for you. Maybe. Holy cow. Were you a zombie for Halloween? No, I was Elvis for Halloween. Okay. I, I'm doubting I'm doubting that you're a real fan. Have you ever been a zombie for Halloween? Uh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I oh, several am. times. Okay. Not several, but I, I definitely More have. Than once? Okay. Well, I have All these right. I have these like zombie gloves and I remember doing makeup. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I've been to, I mean, I've been to a zombie pub crawl. I've, they had a lot of fun at it. You ever been to a zombie pub crawl? It's good, it's um, I've time. seen them. I've seen them in the Twin Cities. I never participated. I've got Very a good friend um, in Cedar Falls that I think does one every year. St. Paul, um, Mears Park. There's Andrew W.K. played. Fucking awesome time. Sure. That'd be, a, a zombie crawl sounds fun. Everybody dressed zombie like zombies. Less so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's a zombie, you avoid any public space. If it's a zombie situation, don't go in public spaces. Wait it out. Cover your body as much as possible so fluid doesn't get in there, and see what weapons you've got. Put you got your hammer, COVID mask on. Sure, whatever you've got. Hammer, baseball bat, whatever blunt objects you have. Crossbow. Got a gun. Get a crossbow. Great, but remember, guns are loud. It brings a lot of zombies, so you got to be careful. You can't be too loud. Bow and arrow, zombies. yeah. So Axe. figure out how you can uh, yep, silently dispatch of them. Do you yeah. have – so, okay, hypothetical situation here, Ben. I'm on the Zoom call. We find out that there are zombies and they're in the Des Moines area. What in your house right now that you have? You get the knives. What are you doing? You you got a baseball bat? Put some nails to that. What like what are you? What kind I mean, of weapons are you working with? A baseball with? bat's the best I probably can do. I mean, I've got big knives. Um, I've got a hammer that would probably work okay too. 
I don't have an axe. I when I was watching this and I was thinking about that, I do not have an axe, and that would well, be well. That's a, he's a firefighter, right? Doesn't that, isn't that a firefighter thing they have because of the firefighters? I don't um, think they they had the they had the the club to knock open the door. Did I don't did they have an axe? I don't remember them having an axe. These saw or a mallet. They had a mallet. Yeah, the mallet right? to knock open that's the door. Yeah, about. yeah, that's right. Okay, now I'm thinking of the mallet. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any any axe, but yeah, I guess everybody's just like. It's like nobody in this movie has seen a zombie movie before. Like, okay, this girl's a zombie, and you're trying to give her some thing that antidote. And I guess it's a little girl, so maybe you try. But like, clearly somebody needs to hold her down, and then somebody else needs to inject her. Like, this is not a one-person job. Um, and then the bodies disappear, and like, I don't know, well, like what? Where did the bodies go? What? How much damage can they sustain before they cease to be functional? They have to be decapitated, but why can't the body move without anyway? It can move without a heart. Why can't it move without a brain? Why is the virus? I mean, you're no it's fun. Demonic. You're no fun. Well, this, this movie. movie could, I mean, it's fine. It's silly. Have fun with it. Be Zombie Land. Be Shaun of the Dead. This is silly. Nonsense. No, it's it's a scary found footage film. It's meant to to put you uh, you know uh, unease. It's meant to give you unease and be scared and have things jump out at you. And the the found footage where you have this sort of small view that you're looking at and only you're only seeing what the camera sees i think it's brilliant it's really well done i thought it was really oh. scary i really liked this movie no oh, okay see i'm just like and i have to just see the camera shake it's like what i like about movies is that they're professionally made so the camera doesn't shake that the shots are clear and clean and it looks good and it's not jarring and you know you don't sometimes like old movies because there's the haze code and they're black and white or the effects are dumb or the way people talk is silly and antiquated. I look at this and like, Oh, this is such a 2000s thing because everybody's got iPhones now or Androids or whatever, you know, and you get better picture quality on that than you do on this guy's sure. camera from 2000 and you know, seven or six. Or it's whatever. dated in that way for sure. And you're like, and nobody it's like has a cell phone time where cameras became more prevalent and cheaper, but still not everybody ha- had them on their phones. Um, and then so it's like, let's just look at, we've got all this incredible filmmaking technology. Let's use a shitty cheap phone, uh, camera and pretend like so this actually happened somewhere and we're just seeing it play out. It's like, oh, and that was, I that remember was really popular well, for a while. You've never seen Blair Witch, so you don't, you're no expert at this, at this genre. Oh, but okay. I remember That's seeing fine. Blair Witch and thinking like, just because you're seeing it through this camera lens, there's just this another level that makes it feel more real. It makes it feel like you're there that no other movie has ever done before. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I think, is as close as it gets to like you forget that oh shit, I'm like watching a movie. This like this isn't real. This is you know camera. There's a set and a crew and like these are actors. Blair Witch was the first time where I was like I totally forgot that I'm watching actors. Like I'm watching a film. There's a script. And a storyboard that ever happened to you, like watching movies in your entire life. The first time you forgot that it was like a production was Blair Witch. Well, I maybe, yeah, maybe, I don't know. Like wh- where I like literally was like, wait, is this a movie? What, what am I like? What is this? And obviously this movie, it doesn't do as good a job as Blair Witch because it's after that. And it's just going for the same idea, but it, it takes that. I think that that same sort of mechanic where you're feeling like you're really there, you're really viewing it. I didn't necessarily have that with this movie, but then it adds special effects. 
it adds so a little bit higher production value, which I, I have never seen any of the Blair Witch movies, but I always wish, like, do the same thing, just, like, put in some special effects, because you could make some scary-ass shit with this, you know, because I'm already in it. I'm already s- sort of scared to see this stuff, because Blair Witch, the only thing that's scary is, like, the end of the movie. Otherwise, you don't see anything scary. You just hear it, and you, you're looking at them most of the time, and they're I'm scared, so, so you're scared. scared. Yeah. Oh, all lights yes. off, all lights off. Um, but okay, this movie so, adds special effects. It adds costumes. It adds makeup. It like it adds some some more production, which I think. You man, know, you and I are just so different. Adds the movie. It it didn't feel like I was there. It felt like so in a great movie, like a really great movie, one where we don't <clears throat> pretend like it was found somewhere. Like somebody came across. Oh, I found this videotape of this thing that happened, and now I'm reviewing. When a really great movie happens, I forget that I'm watching a movie often. Like I get so engrossed in the story or the narrative or what's happening or the experience that reality fades away and I forget about the whole artifice that's all around every movie ever. This movie spends so much time thinking about the way you're seeing it and the camera and what you're seeing and why you're seeing it and what's happening and justifying its existence constantly that it got in the way of me being able yeah, to. Yeah, you said that already. I know. Well, I'm just contra. You just brought that up that you think it for you it helps you forget that you're watching a movie. To me, it does the exact opposite. Okay. Yeah. It reminds you me that, that I'm watching. But I, well, I'm saying in response to what you just <laughs> I said. Got you. I was just remind like, oh hey, guess what? This is a movie. This is fake constantly. Just this is fake. Here you go. This is fake, 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 fake. Like okay. Other thing I love. It, it's short. It's a really. It's like. I don't an hour and 10 minutes or something like that. Hour and 20 minutes, maybe. Uh, I think that. it's an hour 20. Sure. It's a, I'm looking at runtime, 78 minutes. Yeah. Um, it costs 2 million to make, made 32 million. So a lot, I mean, these found footage movies, that's the other piece of it is like, they just make fucking money. Like uh, par- the paranormal activity movies. Those again, I think that first one costs like 20 grand and made, I don't know, hundred million or something like that. And Blair Witch, same thing. Like they're very cheap movies to make and they make a lot of money. Um, I don't know. Sure. For you, that's probably like you think that's bullshit because I don't think it's bullshit. People, people like what movies. they like. I people can see what they want. I don't care. It doesn't interest me. If I'm a movie, so you talk about what's smart. You spent a lot of time last week about Halloween three talking about what's smart. What is a smart thing? It's incredibly smart to keep making these movies because you can make them cheaply. You don't have to pay real actors. I mean, these are there are real actors in this movie who did a good job. But with Paranormal Activity, you can hire different people every time. You don't have to pay a star to be in your movie. You can keep your costs low and you can make bank. They don't interest me. I'm not like in the marker for those movies, but if other people are, have at it. People love the paranormal activity movies. Fine. That's fine. They scare you. It's a fun experience. You go and you scream and you fling your popcorn in the air out of fright. That's fine. So Rotten Tomatoes top 200 greatest horror movies of all time. Wreck is 150. Paranormal Activity 1 is 149. So they're like Kind of neck and neck. And then where's Blair Witch? Uh, I bet it's going to be a lot higher. Ah, uh, sure. I would. It'd be a shock if it wasn't in the top hundred. Uh, Blair Witch Project, so 111, so not a whole lot higher actually. Okay. Okay. So is that? Do we think that's the highest rated found footage movie? It's got to be. Well, IndieWire had 100 or uh, 10 best found footage films. Number one was Blair Witch. Number two was a movie called Lake Mungo. Never heard of it from 2008. Number three was Creep from with that Mark Duplass guy. Have you seen Creep? They, I think they made Creep 1 no. and Creep 2. I think they're on Netflix. I've never nope. seen them. And then uh, Wreck was number four. 
So okay, fair enough. Paranormal oh. was number five according to IndieWire. But um, did you see the movie Host? It came out during like right during quarantine. No, uh, not the host. It's oh. just Host. It was on Shutter. Um, it was, it's just a total zoom movie. They did it right at the beginning of COVID, like right during quarantine. So it's everybody on a zoom call. They like do a a seance on a zoom call and all crazy shit happens. So I, I really enjoyed it. I, if you like found footage movies, highly recommend this kind of thing is clearly your bag, baby. No, there's, there was one called, I think unfriended, which is like just on her, like, it, it, I think social media thing. Yep, it's it's her. You, you basically the entire time you're just looking at a screenshot of her like tablet or iPad or something like that. I mean, she goes on like you know video calls and you see her pull up Facebook and all of it is completely like you know through her computer, which I think it's cool how they did it. I didn't necessarily love the movie, but uh, well, yeah, I'm not saying you have to like everyone, but it seems like this kind of movie is certainly it's not a deal breaker for you. And you seem no, to be if it's done well, I really enjoy to it. this kind of movie for sure. Okay, sure. I, like I said, I, I think last time I said I've, I think I've seen at least three or four of the paranormal movies. Wreck, there is a there's four wrecks. I, I looked up the plots yeah. to them, and it's like it gets really wacky. I think the woman that's in the first one is in number two, and then not and in number, number three, three, but then in number four. four. Yeah. So. It's really, really wacky. Um, I don't know how she made it out. I I might have to check it out. She's un- do, I, should, do, should I not spoil it for you? I don't know. No, I, I don't. I probably won't watch two. But do you Dude, have apparently she doesn't die. So the zombie woman, whatever her name is, Madeira, Madeira, whatever it is, the girl from Colombia. Um, she, the like Vatican comes. And they get away into this the is, apartment this is building. This is the second movie. That's yeah, this what's is just Wreck 2. two. Yep. Okay. And they start dealing with people. Some people get possessed. But in the end, that woman who was crawling around in the dark, she has a worm inside of her. Uh, and she puts that worm inside of the, the main reporter woman and then leaves. So she like transfers her demonic consciousness over. And that old woman is killed, but the spirit of evil lives on. The third one is like a... Same time movie, right? You know about the dog went to the vet and started yeah. attacking the other animals. So yeah. The other one is about this vet who ends up getting bitten and goes to a wedding. And the virus, demonic virus, spreads that way. So it's why it doesn't feature any of the other characters, but it's it's the same time. And then apparently the fourth one... It's like Apocalypse. Wreck for Apocalypse is... Correct. Okay. But they're on a boat. Um, the woman wakes up and the tube thing has gone somewhere else and people you know, slowly get... Like a cruise ship or just like a... a, a like a, a secret government research uh, ship. Like we're okay. figuring this stuff out. I'm down for that. Government research ship? You, you had me a government research ship. Okay, fair enough. Um, anyway, it, it, it sounded how pretty How do they silly. explain that? I wonder how they explain the camera. Like why is it... I suppose somebody's documenting... I think they look it up. The I wedding is probably find. the videographer is filming the wedding or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I have no idea about the... And I don't know if they keep the found footage pretext or if they get rid of it. But I assume in the second one, they find the tape and look at it and review footage that way. Um, I don't know. It all sounds kind of silly and wacky. I mean, I'm probably not ever going to watch any of these sequels. They're working on a fifth one, also starring the same woman. Did so. you... Th- I mean, I, I was impressed, you know, it being in Spanish. I, I, I took Spanish. I don't fluently speak Spanish um, didn't bug me. I mean, it didn't affect the film in any way. I, I didn't think like it wasn't any sort of negative that it was 
in another language. Do, do, does that never bother you? And there's no impact. No. Okay. No, uh, if it's dubbed, it can bother me. Like if it was were dubbed in English, this would distract me. I'd be looking at the lip syncs not matching and be further annoyed. I know you don't want me to repeat myself, Eric, but I'd be like, oh, the artifice is even more there. I'm even. There's another layer. Yeah, I, uh, uh, English dub would have ruined this movie. I, I no, I, I want. I want if you're shoot the movie in whatever language you want. Um, I I, I prefer if you're. In Spain, do it in Spanish. I'm just saying there are subtitles. people, maybe, maybe not you, but there are people that the fact that it's a, a foreign language movie is like a deal breaker for them. Like they don't want to well, sit and a, read that's subtitles. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. I mean, you, you're allowed to think that God bless your freedom, but you're missing out on a lot of incredible movies. And, because and my you point can't is, to read. Uh, I can understand why people are like that. I, maybe you can't. I can understand where where I don't want to you know I don't speak the language of the people in this movie like that's sometimes that can be hard I don't this isn't about me I don't I don't connect with it because they're too different for me like the language is in my language so how does this pertain to me sure that's fine. I think that's some people feel that way that's this, fine and they this, get to think that I, this way. movie I don't think it's their loss it's this freaking movie, their loss because most of it is action packed most of it is you're following you know this zombie attack and it's there's very little dialogue like dialogue like actual conversations i mean there's people yelling at each other but yeah it's um, a lot of screaming for those who maybe considering watching this even though we just spoiled this and all of the sequels well if anybody's watching this they know that we spoil i mean we're not no i'm just saying the the fact that it's in spanish don't don't let that affect you if 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 that sort of thing would Fair enough. Uh, yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, so why don't you get into your rating? I mean, are we there? Do you, do you have sure. anything else to say? Okay. No, I, I really don't. Uh, I like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I will say, I watched it on my cell phone on my deck, so I didn't have a. <laughs> yeah. I was outside. Well, I, it was a beautiful night. <laughs> it was a beautiful night. <laughs> Had a fire going. Was smoking some meats. Uh, and watch it okay. on my phone. Okay, uh, I man, where is uh, Christopher Nolan uh, would, would not like the way I watched this movie. No, uh, David Lynch, let's let him know that you watched the movie on your cell phone outside while you were cooking meat and just soaking in a lovely Minnesota evening. Wow, that's great. Okay. So, so didn't have the prime viewing experience. Like you said, I no, think you, in, you, in a would, packed you, movie theater... Yeah, and, and there were commercials in the movie, like as we talked about. There were ads. Um, yeah, so there was like pro- seven commercials in a row. Like it does a little ticker, like uh, yeah. commercial two, one of seven. Two like, minutes, oh. yeah. Oh, okay. um, but with that said, I, I three and a half. I I I enjoyed this movie. I really liked it. There were like once the once the attacks started happening and in, in rapid succession, I I found my blood pressure probably jumped up a bit. And it just it just went one after there was like really no let up. The only kind of part where there's a little bit of a pause is when they like the doctor takes the I think the first guy or the second guy back and they treat him. And then the hazmat suit guy comes into the um, like, you know, area and then they bring him back. And that's where there's a little bit of a pause. But after that, the movie's just like. It just goes and it's short. It's a short movie and it hits hits you. Yeah, and you I can enjoy it. watch it. On- your phone you can crank it out and get through it really quickly and then be done with it you know you don't have to spend too much time um okay no it's fine i i, I guess i can't do like quarter of a stars because it's like 
six seven stars for me but if i round down it's two and a half you can get two and a half that's fine you don't need i to... know my point is yeah. it's slightly more good than bad is what i'm trying to get at but just barely and this is this is me being a guy who doesn't think zombies you'd are never watch it again no not not really i mean if you were at your house and you're like i you're my guest but i don't care i'm playing wreck you piece of shit i okay fine i guess i'll re- watch wreck again eric um but no i would never seek this movie out on my own like i saw it it was okay uh it I mean it did a good job with the conceit it, I, the parts about it i like are it's claustrophobic we get a little bit with these characters and it, it does escalate and get tense but i never really could get into the movie I was like always distracted and i thought part of it was more silly Again, the screeching, I, if that scares you so, or you heard the screeching, that bother, I was like, why are they pterodactyls all of a sudden? Is this what, the uh, only found footage movie you have seen? No. Um, well, so, I mean, horror, maybe. End of Watch is a found footage film. Um, not really. It's well, not it's like the, this. There's some, like, you know, cop cams, but it's, I mean, there's like a actual camera there. Okay. There's some um, first-person stuff. I don't know if I... Uh, have you seen Cloverfield? That's the one with the big sloth monster, yeah. right? I think so, yes. Okay. Um, and there's probably some others. I haven't seen Chronicle. That's one I'd want to watch. Um, and there's, I think there's a, there's some others I see with the, the shaky cam, and maybe I've just avoided most of them. But if you showed me a list, I'd probably be able to point a few out. But I mostly blotted them out. They don't resonate with me. It's like, the film's awesome. You're choosing to have the camera shake. Um it's annoying. It's nauseating. It, it, it's distracting. It's dumb. Like just have somebody who's a professional person, like not make the camera shake. You could choose that. Yeah. I mean, cinematographers are like smart and talented people. They're for a reason, right? They've been studying this for several decades and you could make the action look smooth and tense. And we don't have to pretend that somebody, Oh, uh, the troll hunter, Troll Hunter, that count as a found footage movie? Yeah, I think so. I have not I like, seen I that. I like that one. That's like one a it... Finnish-Swedish movie or something like that? Yeah, and it's not particularly... It's a little bit scary, I guess, but it's it's more silly and kind of goofy to me. Um, and there's probably, again, probably others. I mean, these are, these things were really pretty popular between... Yeah, you know, post Blair Witch. Yeah. yeah, like 2000 to... By end of watch, it was already going down. So we say they're, they're 2000s, basically. And then they, they started to go away, from my recollection. Like, we just stopped kind of doing that. For the most part, there's exceptions. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see this and I think, yeah, this is, these kind of movies aren't for me. And one about a zombie zombies? Okay. Like, when you think of, like, Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead, those are scarier and better shot. And they came out like 30 or 40 years ago. Some of them are 20 or whatever. Like, Dawn of the Dead is not scary. I, Night of the Living Dead really isn't either. I don't know if I would call those this, scary. You thought this was scary? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Said so, uh, a little I mean, bit just, the you're, you're, I don't think how you, there's no way to avoid that what your brain is seeing that, that like, that is a scary thing. Like a dark corridor, a fucking thing jumps out and screams at you. And bites right well, towards you. Like, that is scary. That's just, like, undeniably scary. Sometimes. I, I mean, it, it was easy to see a lot of them coming. Like, okay, here's this old woman wandering around. Looks a bit like a zombie. Do you think she's going to jump on this guy and attack him? Oh, she did. Okay. Not a big shock. Oh, they're going to try to inject this girl. Do I think they're going to fail? It's a zombie movie. People just slowly have to become zombies until we have one or two people left. Um. And it's fine. It's fine if that's your thing. 
this is as well made of a version of that movie as, as I think you're going to get um, with those kind of limitations. And they maybe didn't have a ton of budget. And I uh, like a lot of the choices. The actors are good. It's, a, it, you know, the government sealing it up is a good concept and not being able to leave. And yeah, I mean, it was actiony and you know, trying to get into the penthouse was good. And then when we got in there, it's like pitch dark. I don't love characters making dumb choices all the time, but you know, sometimes you need to do that to further the action and people panic and sometimes do do stupid things. But yeah, I mean, two and a half for me. Um, yeah, okay. no, I mean, that's not going to make, it's not going to be my top hundred scary movies all time list, but what, okay. what better than season of the witch or no? No season of the witch is worse. Um, I mean, that, that movie's plot is incomprehensible. This is comprehensible. I mean, zombies don't really make sense, but okay, let's assume zombies are a thing. Okay, that's fine. All right. Like, like, why wasn't that woman who's handcuffed more not up? Like, did she go cold that quickly? They just wanted a few bites, and they're like, oh, I'm still well, hungry. Well, m- maybe it's like once they're infected, like they don't want to eat that anymore. Like, it's just like an animal thing. Like, they can smell it and sense that the, this oh, this thing isn't pure anymore. This thing is But diseased. animals will get hungry and desperate and eat sick, disease. Well, I, I don't things. know if it's about hunger. I, you know, we don't know that. If okay. it's more about spreading the virus, like that idea. Oh, so it's like a parasite in the brain. Yeah. Like we just need more, more of. We us just need to amplify it, yeah, and grow. Okay. It's not about food or hunger. But they need to eat something to move. It takes energy to move a body. Um, even if you're a parasite, I, I, you need. You look at a virus on a test tube, and it just moves on its own. I don't know how do you right, explain that. But the body that? is moving, right? Well, viruses are small. Um, and can travel, in this case, through bodily fluids, but you still need the body to move. If you're running fast and screeching, I mean, that takes energy. It takes joules of force, my dude. Um, I mean, in this case, I guess it's just demonic magic yeah. caused because of... Police. There you go. Tweaked with the, the blood se- of a The demon. season of the witch is... <laughs> it's moving That's fine. But anyway. It's from it's uh, from- Silver Shamrock. That's what caused... Silver Shamrock... Uh, okay, so our little our little skit here, the five degrees of Field of Dreams, connecting this movie wreck to Field of Dreams. I yeah, had a hard first. time with this. It took okay. me it took me a while. Uh, you you want to go first? Sure. It didn't take me too long. Okay. Um, oh, Mr. Yeah, Smarty, Smarty Pants. Well, you just got to find that first outlet, right? Because there's not a lot of like well-known professional actors in this movie have been in a lot of stuff. There's a lot of you know, I couldn't probably... find anybody that was in this movie that's in like another major american movie okay well i'll help you out on that front then so um so the demonic woman girl whatever her name is um the little girl no the creature at the end in the darkness okay uh, tristana medeiros is the woman's name but i mean looks like a ghoul she's not even on imdb where did, where did you find her name wow um, that's a hell of a pull Javier Botet is the guy's name. It was played by a man. Oh, was um, okay. Magic makeup. Um, Javier, yeah, Botet is going to be. How Nina Menderos. That. That's the okay. All right. No, uh, Trist- Tristana. Tristana. Uh, but essentially, the big bad creature at the end. Patient zero for the virus. Okay. Or whatever. Um, so, and this guy apparently, this is what he's done a lot: is play like creatures in movies. So he is. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Mama. No, that's a Guillermo del Toro, right? He produced. He didn't direct, but okay. he produced it. Um, 
I, I don't want to spoil the movie for people that want to see Mama, but that movie came out nine years ago, and there's a a ghost that's in fact a mother, um, and he plays the mother ghost in that movie. Okay. Um, so that gets you there. He's got some other credits too. Um, so he was in It, The Mummy. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, he just like plays. So he's like a, a, a what's the the Planet of the Apes Gollum guy? What's what's that dude? The motion oh. motion capture dude? Oh goodness gracious, yes. Um, that's gonna bother me. He's in a lot of stuff. He's really yeah. Great, he was in a Mar- he's been in Marvel movies a bunch too. Yeah, he's the hunter guy that is trying to get. He was, into the, he was in the new Batman. He's the new um, Alfred. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh gosh, it was Alfred. Totally forgot about that. That's I can't think of his name. You can look it up. I can't think of it. It's gonna bother me so much when I hear it. But um, he's kind of like that, but just for monster movies. Um, so Mama stars a lot of people. Well, it stars Jessica Chastain. That's that's the route I took. Um, that was my first movie, and then the, the Jessica Chastain's in Zero Dark Thirty. Um, with a guy, a fella. Called uh, Andy Circus is his name. Andy Circus. There we go. Goodness yeah. gracious. Thank you. I was gonna. It was gonna be a, a big pain. So yeah, just Chessane's star of Zero Dark Thirty. It's a movie I've only seen once. Loved it the first time I saw it. That was really tense. And we, you know. Well, apparently some of the politics in that movie have not aged well. I don't know if you. The, oh, the torturing stuff didn't age well at the yeah. even at the start, but like I, I guess it depends on whether you think it was. Well, I think the movie. Enough makes the argument that the torture is the reason we caught these people. If it had not been for torture, we wouldn't have found the people that perpetrated 9-11. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't remember the intricacies of the plot. I don't remember it directly leading to the plan. I, mean, I, remember, I don't remember how Jessica Chastain, she ends up advocating for Osama bin Laden being wherever he is. It's like waterboarding led them to Osama no, bin Laden. I remember the waterboarding yeah. scenes. I just don't remember them connecting like, oh. Which I think is also like bad maybe bad politics for a movie, but also I think is inaccurate. I think there is a lot of like facts about how they were led to find Osama bin Laden, which are just not, not correct. So I don't know. Okay. That's what I've heard. I haven't studied. I I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to watch the movie again to, uh, to weigh in again on that debate, but fair enough. If it, if it perpetuates torture as an effective means of instrument information distribution, that's a a And falsely, you know, perpetuates uh, that and thinks that it's useful and correct. Like, fine, that's fine. But anyway, I like the movie because it was tense. The scene at the end was very, it was all very, very tense at the end. Um, anyway, uh, James Gandolfini's in that movie. He's like a CIA director. Um, and James Gandolfini's in a movie called Crimson Tide, which is a movie. I think I saw a couple of times when I was a kid, but I just have like almost no memory of it. Um, but there's a fella in that movie. I gotta look it up because it's not a name. It's a face I vaguely recognize, but a guy named Michael Milhoin. Um, he's uh he plays like an officer in that movie, and he is actually one of the baseball players in Field of Dreams. So, um, that's how we get to Field of Dreams via wreck. So anyway, cool. how did you figure it out? It took you a while. So what? It took me a long time. I went with the lead of the movie. Her name is Manuela Velasco. Sure. Uh, who apparently is in also Wreck 4, which is uh, the movie that I... Second movie, so she's in Wreck and Wreck 4. Wreck 4 also has an actress by the name of Maria Alfonso Rosa. Uh, I don't know who she is, but she's in a movie called uh, Volver. Volver? Volver? Is that Pedro Almodovar? Yeah, his film with Penelope Cruz. Okay. And I've never seen an Almodovar movie, I don't think. 
Uh, I should probably rectify that at some point. Uh, oh man, I'd be really curious what you think about some of these. Um, you know, probably the most very... famous Spanish filmmaker ever. You know. Yeah. Well, man, now I'm really interested. Maybe I'll have to pick one at some point and force you to watch one and see what you think. Um, I'd be really curious what Eric Lane thinks about a Pedro Almodovar. He works with Antonio Banderas a lot too. He's in a bunch of his movies. Sure. And Javier Bardem. I think those are like the sort of three most famous Spanish actors. But anyways, uh, Penelope Cruz is in that. She's in a movie called Blow. You ever see Blow? Oh, it's been a long Johnny time. Depp. Johnny Depp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was a big it. movie in high school. Yep. Um, a lot of people thought it was cooler than I did, I yep. have to say. Me too. I'm in the same boat. Like, and it's fine. Ray Liotta's in Blow and he's in Field of Dreams. Got it. Okay. There you go. Well done. I'm glad you found your way there in the end. Yeah. I was like, oh, there's probably got to be a Pedro Almodovar outfit, but then I found that dude like, oh, this guy just plays monsters in movies. Okay. Cool. Um, That works. We're still in spooky season technically, so all right. Well, we're done with spooky season, Eric, but should we, uh, should we do some hints to figure out what movie we're going to watch next? Let's do it. All right. Good. Everybody, I'm giving five clues to Eric. Uh, we kind of have a loose rule. You only get one guess, but I, I don't know. It's a, I don't care if Eric breaks the rule, but um, five clues. Eric's going to try to guess it. And lazy, my first clue. What if I just guessed it like right now before you gave me a single clue? What like what if I literally just like threw out a movie and it was correct? Would that if blow you, your mind? If you threw it out, I would be I would assume you're looking at my screen, <laughs> um, and you can see what I've got pulled up is what I would assume because there's virtually no other way you would guess this movie. But uh, can you see it? No, I can't. I was just kidding. I was just trying to was freak like, you out a little bit. And I was like, if you guess that, I would be shocked because I I I don't know. That, I doubt this is a movie you've heard of before. I've barely heard okay. of it. Um, but anyway, the year it came out is 1971. So, okay, we're jumping back. We have not gone. I don't think we've gone pre-80s for a while. No, but it's in color. It's we're well, kind of yeah. in the uh, new Hollywood, you know, Quentin Tarantino wheelhouse here. So, um, well, I'll tell you, uh, movies he liked, not when he was making movies. No, but his yeah. uh, movies that yeah. impacted him and resonated sure. with him, and that he loves, yeah. and he just wrote a book about. Um, have you had a chance to read the book? I haven't. I haven't picked it up yet. I haven't. No, I have not. I'm you know, kind of ambivalent. I mean, I haven't heard any reviews, good or bad, about it. Could be fun. I don't know. Um, is it in your long-term plans to read the book? Absolutely. I okay. mean, it's probably be one of the next books I buy, for sure. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Well, the director of this movie is the same person that directed the 1987 horrific flop Ishtar. 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 Never even heard of that. From 80, you said 87? Yeah, it stars um, Warren Beatty and uh, Dustin Hoffman, and it's one of those, like, all-time, very expensive and made no money, like, top ten flops in terms of, like... Wasn't Warren Beatty in another really big flop, too? Was it Reds? Is that... I don't think Reds flopped. He directed Reds. And this is a bonus hint, so... This uh, the writer of this movie. I'm going to link these with the third clue. The writer of uh, this movie that I'm referring to um, had an uncredited credit for co-writing. Did did some um, edits on the script for Reds for Warren Beatty, actually. Okay. Um, but again, like looked at it, posted it. But the, this person also, the actual clue is this person that wrote this movie wrote the 1996 film The Birdcage with uh, Nathan Lane and. Uh, Robin Williams. I don't know if you've seen The Birdcage. I have not seen The Birdcage. Uh, So, 
Same writer as The Birdcage. Directed a flop from the 80s named Ishtar that stars Warren Beatty. Mm-hmm. And the movie's from 1971. Correct. Hmm. I do not have a guess yet. Okay. I, you know, I, and I you've think... never heard of You had never really heard of this movie. Well, I'll explain why I picked it after we get to it. Um, I, I, I got I got en- enough from a source that, that intrigued me that I, I wanted to check this out. And there's enough here that would appeal to me on its surface <clears throat> to give it a go. Um. All right, so clue number four, uh, one of the co-stars of the movie is an actor that was in the Woody Allen film Small Time Crooks from 2000. From 2000? Mm-hmm. No guess. Okay. I guess I'll, I'll give you a, a couple. One of, of the actors was in that movie and in this movie. Correct. Is that right? Correct. One of the co-leads. There's, there's two From ones. 2000 was in it, so this is older. That would be even an older guy in the Woody Allen movie. Uh, potentially. Um, well, would, or unless he was a little kid, a so, little kid perhaps in the 70 movie. Hmm. So Gene Siskel, I'll give you two more clues just for fun. So Gene Siskel said this was his second favorite movie of 1971. So number two on his top ten list of 1971. Um, and the other co-star, not the one that was in Small Time Crooks, but the other co-star is Walter Matthau. Um, hmm. Is it, I don't know, taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3? I, I don't know. That's a good guess. It's a really good Walter Matthau movie. I yeah. saw that's 74. It's, it's a really, really fun movie, actually. It's really good. Um, no, this is a movie called A New Leaf. And part of the, the, cheekiness of my clues is that the writer the director and the actor that i refer to in the clues is the same person it's elaine may is her name so she wrote um directed and starred in this 1971 movie a new leaf Um, okay so um, i don't know if i've seen an elaine may movie yeah she i mean she doesn't have a lot so she's got a reputation even with a new leaf for for stuff going over a budget like she had a a budget for new Leaf was supposed to be like a million and a half and stretch out to four and has this penchant for like the original cut of this new leaf movie was three hours long. Even though she had final cut, it got snipped in half. So it's only like an hour and a half long. So it's don't, don't worry. You're not seeing a three hour movie, but um, just a real penchant for really going all in. Um, but this movie is 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I, I got, well, I kind of stole it from my in-laws that a book, it's like 501 movies to see before you die or just to see your, I just, just here's a list of 500 movies, whatever. This is in the, Romantic comedy section. It's a black comedy. I, I know a little bit about the plot, just a little bit, um, but it looks like it's going to be my kind of mix of, of humor and cynicism. And I love Walter Matthau, um, so I want to check out A New Leaf. So that's our next okay. movie. Room. Is there a place to get this movie? Do you know if it's streaming somewhere? It's, or it's it? streaming. Okay. I think you have to pay. I don't think you can okay. do Tubi, but it's available to stream. Um, well, let me double check. I guess if I'm way off, I I looked at this a while ago. Thought well, that's about fine. It I mean, I, am I gonna have to track down some bootleg DVD? I guess. To, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Newly streaming. Yeah. Because I thought about this one probably a couple months ago. So no, you can do. I mean, you you have to pay three bucks, but Prime or YouTube or whatever, you can pay three bucks to run it. Google Play. It's available free on Pluto TV. So I think you can stomach it with commercials if you want. So um, yeah, it's up to you. But yeah, you can you can pay to stream it. It should not be difficult to find. All right. So a new awesome. leaf. A new leaf. 
Well, we'll, we'll close the door on spooky season. Thanks for listening, uh, everybody. Uh, rate and review and subscribe and all that stuff if you want. Or not. Good choice. We won't tell you what to do. Thank you. Bye-bye.